0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs from the How to Trade It podcast. Today, we're here with Eddie Z, the creator and CEO of EZ Trading Computers. Thank you, Eddie, for being here today. Oh, thanks so much for
2: having me. Absolute pleasure.
1: So I'm really excited about this because I'm a tech nerd. I like tech. I like everything about tech. So, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun today. And we haven't had, um, a guest talking about trading computers. And I think that it's a very underserved area because you see a lot of trading education, a lot of stuff about how to trade which is much needed of course but then there's another side to it which is the technology side and that's making sure you have the right equipment so uh thanks for being on the show today
2: Awesome Very happy to be here and what you say is so true
1: Okay so um I guess we'll start out just by asking cuz I'm really curious um how did you get it started with the tech side and being interested in computers
2: So I'll try to summarize it uh real quickly It's a a bit of a long story, but I've always been kind of a a technology nerd. My very first computer was a Commodore VIC-20. And now what happened was I was in about sixth grade, like 1980, and uh, the janitor wheels in this Apple II into the classroom. And actually, it's not what happened. What happened was that the janitor wheeled in a TRS-80 into the classroom. And my friend sitting next to me goes, oh, that thing's a piece of garbage. Come over after school. I'll show you a real computer. And he brings me over to his house after school. And he had an Apple II that his older brother had set up. And this Apple II had this little modem. To the side of it, it was like this little rubber thing that you dialed a number and you plugged the receiver into this, this these little rubber cups, and these words were streaming across the screen. And what it was was a uh, electronic bulletin board. His brother had set up this website called a well, website a bulletin board, which is kind of the predecessor to a website. Right. He set up this bulletin board called the Bat Cave. And people were calling in one at a time on a local phone number and posting these messages on his computer. Now, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I'm like, this is so cool. So I began a campaign to my parents to get me a computer for the holidays. And what showed up under my tree was not an Apple II. It was a Commodore VIC-20. And I don't know if you know anything about – Commodore Vic 20 but this thing had 3.5K we have more RAM in our washing machines today <laughs> i mean it's like a joke and the 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 stuff that came with it had a little cassette player was the the hard drive a cassette player and the programs were on cassettes they took 45 minutes to load they never loaded properly i hated this thing So one night, like a couple days after I had it, uh, after my parents went to bed, I pried it open with a screwdriver because I was determined. I'm like 10 years old. I pried the computer open with a screwdriver to see what was wrong with it. Like, why is this thing so underpowered? Obviously, I knew nothing about electronics, but that kind of began the geekhood that I followed trying to always get bigger, stronger, more powerful computers and so uh, the next computer I got after that was a Commodore 64. Um, but my first computer for trading, so when I started as a, a stockbroker, 1993, uh, three, I got hired at this firm and they put me in a cubicle and they, they the computer had a green screen and I had to share it with the guy next to me. And this guy had already been there like three years and he dominated like 80% of the screen, the symbols and the screen, you know, these little screens back then didn't hold a lot of symbols anyway. So I knew how to make so we could add a screen and so I could watch my symbols. So I, I, uh, I went into the branch manager. I said, I want to do surgery on this computer I know we can make it support more monitors and then I can have more screens. And so uh I, would, he, I talked them into it and I was able to get another monitor hooked to it and see my symbols. It was really hard to get multiple monitors back then, but then like Windows 95 opened up multiple monitors. I became a stockbroker, like I said, in 93. I was a stockbroker for 17 years. Having as many symbols in front of me was really important throughout my career. So I was always trying to make my computer bigger, pow- more powerful, stronger, multiple monitors. That was my thing.
1: So that first computer um, that you said that you set up multiple monitors, what kind of monitor was it and what kind of computer?
2: Oh my goodness. I don't really remember. It was a PC. Um, it was I was a, it was a PC and I was not it was before Windows, it didn't even have Windows on
1: it. So, like, even before Windows 3.0, which I think might have been the first version of Windows.
2: Okay. I, yes. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember what year that was. It was before Windows 95 because Windows 95. Yeah. Is the, it was
1: the one in, Windows before 95. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, it was early 90s. Maybe, it, maybe I think.
2: it was. Maybe it was Windows 3. Or maybe yeah. it, I don't remember. What before year that, it long. was
1: just DOS.
2: Before, and the first version was 3.
1: Oh, I I think the first one. I want to say
2: it was maybe DOS.
1: Yeah, because that was, was the works. green screen. There was no, there was no um. Na- you couldn't navigate yeah. with a mouse. It was I, all typing. What? I'm
2: lying. I'm lying. The uh the screen was black, and the cut and the and the symbols were in color. Okay. But the the background was black, and there was no adjusting anything. There was yeah. like very no adjustments.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. Um. Because the, the reason I'm just so interested by it because I can't remember the first time I got dual monitors. Uh, but when <laughs> I – it was way after when you said – I mean I think my first time I did dual monitors was maybe 2000-something, maybe Yeah, that's just when most
2: people even yeah. thought about it. Yeah, Um. but wow. I had those big old – when I was a stockbroker, I had four of those big old CRTs on my desk. It was pretty crazy.
1: Well, those old monitors were so big
2: <laughs> and <laughs> heavy. Heavy. Yeah. 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 Thank God we don't use those anymore. Yeah.
1: My my first computer was a Texas Instruments. It was a Texas Instruments 99. Oh, yeah. And they plugged them. It was a – you connected it to your TV.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. That's how the Commodore 64 was and the VIC-20 connected to your TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And we got – me and my brother would um, would program Basic, because uh, yep. they had a basic programming, and so yep. I was more of a big picture thinker, and I hate details. So I made, I forced my brother. I said, "We're going to start a business," and I forced my brother to learn programming. <laughs> <laughs> so he learned how to code in Basic, and I'm like, "We're I'm thinking up of all the ideas," and it's funny to this day. He's a computer programmer for a living, and I'm a business a trader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and and um, you know, we got started really getting interested in tech cuz my aunt, uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and um Intel has a really big presence there. A lot of fabs where they make chips. Uh and so my aunt was working at Intel and she would bring home old computer parts that Intel would discard and cool. she'd bring them home and she would show us how to um build computers and stuff like awesome. that.
2: They throw away a lot of what they call defective merchandise that actually works fine. It just it's like some little tiny aspect of it is slightly out of spec. And so even though it works, they don't want to sell it.
1: Yeah, that's for the us thing that's about like manufacturing. That was like gold for us. You know, Effective. we'd learned how to take computers apart, put them together, and it was just it was great. And so anyways, Uh, enough of the, uh, let's get to some real value here. that can help some traders. So what's one of the biggest mistakes that traders make now with their technology?
2: So the biggest mistake for sure is uh, traders not understanding how much data is coming through your internet connection, the sheer waterfall of data that's coming in through your broadband connection. So if you are For example, if you're running Think or Swim or Ninja Trader, TradeStation, any of the major platforms, and you got a handful of of symbols, or maybe you have 50 symbols or 100 symbols. I know I easily have 100 symbols in in my platform. You have tons and tons and tons of streaming data coming in when the market's open. So... You have all the tick data coming in for your symbols, and then um, you have all the volume data. You might have all the time and sales data coming in. You might have a news feed coming in. And then outside of your trading platform, maybe you're running an online uh, class, for example, on Zoom. Uh, Maybe you have a Zoom room, one of these trading rooms open. Right. Or you have a news feed coming in. You have so much data coming in. And if your computer really isn't up to speed, the data in your trading platform might be a fraction of a second to even like up to a second old and stale. So what happens is when you enter an order to buy or sell a security like stock, for example, let's say you go to uh, put in an order to buy Apple at $125.10 a share. That's where you see it. You hit market. But by the time you get filled, you get filled at like 126. And you can see in front of you when you put it in, it wasn't trading there. But then a few seconds later, then all of a sudden it's trading there. That's because the data on your screen was like a microsecond to a second old and it was stale. And that's because your computer is literally a bottleneck for all that data coming in. So – let me, give you, let me give you a couple of examples. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's so much of an issue on Netflix anymore, but you go to Netflix, you go to load a movie, it takes a second or two to get that movie started. And in the background, they're just showing you that in the background, they're, they're actually that little, that second and a half is buffering.
1: Yeah. There's you know, a little wheel do? that goes around sometimes. Right, right. YouTube.
2: Yeah. Here's a better example. You turn on CNBC, and they got a panel discussion going on, and everyone's located in a different somewhere else in their in their little home offices, which I find very amusing these days. Everybody's with their rock with their rock band posters in the back. Which I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> or they all sitting in front of the bookshelf. These are all the books I read. I yeah, that. that's uh, I find that very amusing. But anyway, they're all in a different location, and. You ever notice that there's like a little delay? Someone says something and then there's a delay before the other person responds or sometimes they start talking over each other.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I notice that all the time.
2: That's the internet. That's like that little delay in the internet. Um, uh, Voice over IP, video over IP. And that can happen with – if your computer isn't up to speed or your internet is uh, is slow, these kinds of things can throw off your trading methodology and it can really cost you a fortune if um, you're doing any type of program trading. Or I mean just – if you're sitting there and you put in an order to buy Apple like I said before and the price you get filled at is not what you expected – it's gonna trigger you. You're gonna get it's gonna trigger your fight or flight response. You're gonna get pissed <laughs> and uh you know what? You're gonna the next series of trades you make after that are not gonna be good. You're gonna go into revenge trading. I know I've been there.
1: Then revenge you do things you don't even know what you're doing. You, know, you just do no. stupid stuff. It's like, what was I thinking? Well, the problem is you're not thinking. You're exactly. just responding.
2: <laughs> exactly. Your amygdala is is doing the thinking for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's never leads to good trades. Um, So you know, you, people call us sometimes. I can't even believe you know they're trying to trade on a twelve-year-old computer. You know, they're, they bought some. They're buying the dream. They found some system they want to trade, and they're really trying to trade on old technology, and just it doesn't work. Your your computer really needs to be up to modern speed, and your and then that's the most important thing. Your processor your graphics card and then after that it's your your internet speed really important
1: so so you you did it in threes number one is processor number two is graphics card and then third is internet speed those are the top yeah, 3
2: yes yes okay so we can talk about that
1: yeah so um so processor talk about processor a little bit why is that so important and what does that do
2: okay so the processor is the engine of the computer and you really need an eight-cylinder uh, power muscle car. Like my truck. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got a Hemi in there? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly Perfect. what I have. You got a 392 Hemi Dodge Durango SRT? <laughs> uh, I got a
1: 1500 Ram.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So you need, you need a muscle car engine to be able to take in that waterfall of data Turn it into all those charts, take it number one, take in the data number turn number two, turn it into the charts and if you're running different time frames, I have like four different time frames on TradeStation. Then, if you have indicators, every single indicator every single symbol is processing every indicator at the exact same time. Every indicator is essentially a little computer program, a little algorithm running on every single uh, symbol, possibly a multiple time frames. You have a lot going on. And then if you have a Zoom class going on or you're bringing in, maybe you have CNBC coming through the computer. Your computer is busy uh, and you need the the processing power to handle that. So I like to talk about it in terms of horsepower or what in computer computer world, we call it your benchmark score. So, if you take your processor if you were to take your car down to the the uh like the the dyno shop, the place where you modify your car to make horsepower, you'd put it on something called a dyno meter. and that's where they measure the actual horsepower coming out of the back wheels. Were you going to say
1: something? No uh, no I'm just uh just focusing
2: okay, and so uh we do the same thing with computers. And so you, you said your, uh, your Dodge Ram 1500, what do you have, like 475 horsepower?
1: You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not that much of a car nerd. Oh,
2: I don't know about computers. If you have the Hemi engine, <laughs> you probably have at least 400 horsepower, which is plenty to get you to accelerate onto the highway, easily get up to 80 or 90 miles an hour with no effort whatsoever. And for computers, uh, we have this thing called the benchmark, and the benchmark score we're looking for these days to keep up with the real-time data coming in is 19,000, 19,000. And you might be wondering, well, where do I go to measure my my benchmark score? And uh, we've set up a special link that uh, Casey will put in the, in the show notes where you can go and, and test your computer's benchmark score.
1: So to get the benchmark, you just go to easytradingcomputers.net forward slash CPU. Right. And so when you get there, what will people find and what will that how will that benefit them to check their benchmark?
2: Okay. So when you get there, there's a, a video where I walk you through how to find out. What CPU is in your computer? And again, CPU just means central processing unit or processor. And that's what we're talking about here. And I'll I'll just walk you through that really fast. It's really simple. If you are, and this is for a Windows computer, and I do know for a fact that at least 80 to 85% of people are trading on a Windows computer. We can talk about why that is afterwards. But just click the start button and just start typing the word system space information. And you'll see uh, it'll auto populate system information and just open that box up. Just click on that and open that box. And on the right side of that, that window that opens about the 10th or 11th line down, you'll see a line that says processor and it will tell you exactly what processor is in your computer. And when you get to that page, that forward slash CPU, I, I will walk you through this in the video. So don't worry about that. Then on the next page, what you'll do is you'll, you'll write down that processor that you have in your computer. And when you get to the next page, I you're going to enter your computer's processor. And so when you enter your processor, the processor you have and click submit, eventually it's going to get to a page that shows you your benchmark score. And there's a set of videos that explain everything we're talking about now on how to test your benchmark score. But basically, we want that benchmark score to be at least 19,000.
1: Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to Tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Okay, and so the reason that people that are listening uh so I want to just direct people so if they're listening in their car or on their phone and they're not in front of a computer you the link will be in the description when you get in front of a computer, your trading computer, you want to make sure that you do this, but the re and you just find the link, but the reason they want to do it is to see if they have the correct or uh they have enough performance to be trading efficiently,
2: correct. They want to make sure their computer has enough horsepower that they're not driving around on the internet with a four-cylinder Fiat, <laughs> you know, trying to race people. It's like when you're
1: trying to go up that hill, man, and you're you just don't have the, you know, they say there's no guts here. Yeah. It's just exactly. not going to go.
2: It's not going to do it. Yeah. And you got to remember you're competing against sometimes flash traders, these these mega computers are trading against you. You you want to be you want to make sure you have enough power to get it done. You want to make sure you never experience that thing we call slippage. Again, slippage is when you enter an order to buy or sell and the price you get filled at is really different than what you expected. You want to avoid that. That's that's the key. That is a major major. That's the biggest problem, I think. Uh, sometimes people are trading on their phones. I think that's crazy, but is
1: so. Let's talk about that just briefly, because I won't trade from my phone. I mean, I every once in a while, but is that the phones' processors are pretty powerful now? But again, you're going to get more slippage on a phone.
2: You're going to get more slippage on a phone. Look, you you have an alert go off, and you have your computer talking to the phone, like TradeStation, I know, and ThinkOrSwim. You could send yourself an alert. When when uh, something breaks out or something breaks down, and you're standing in the supermarket and you see a trade you really want to take, and you want to do it on your phone, absolutely go ahead. Just don't don't expect to have the best possible execution you can. Right. You so, know you're so gonna have-
1: your performance. You know, look in trading. You know this. Every little edge will make a difference. This is a long term game right? So every time you get slipped, it adds up, right? So you want to be thinking big picture. So if you're going to trade on your phone, and you're going to accept the fact that you're going to get some slippage. That's fine. But I won't accept that because I don't want to impact my performance in any way, shape or form.
2: Right. There you go. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, is there a benchmark for phones?
2: Uh, I believe, I haven't tested this, but I believe if you take your your processor on your phone and you plug it into that tool on my page, it will tell you the benchmark score. I've never tried it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I think if on Android, I'm not an Apple guy. And me again, either. there's a reason, don't there's a reason talk to
1: me about Apple. <laughs> okay. There's a reason,
2: there's a reason for that. Um, but if you, maybe it goes back to my, my childhood story. Well, that's
1: that for me it does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Somewhere under system information or system on Android under the settings, I think you can find your processor. I know if you take your exact phone model and you type it into Google and you ask it what processor, excuse me, you should be able to figure out what processor you have and try it in my tool. I think it has um, phone processors in that, in that database. I might there.
1: do that because I'm just curious. So uh, another question about processors
2: but there's another issue there
1: okay tell and me that is trading issue. over
2: the cellular network is much slower than the internet. much slower Way slower yeah
1: so you're you're automatically going to get worse speeds
2: yeah you're standing in the supermarket and either you're on the cellular network or maybe you're plugged into somehow maybe one time you went in there and you set your you know free Publix or albertson's yeah. wi-fi up so maybe you're connected to their internet at one megabit per second that's going to slow you down the
1: other thing just to for traders just use limit orders and if you don't get the fill that's okay that at least you get the price you want there you go yeah that works i hate limit orders though
2: (laughs) i do too when i want something i want it right now
1: yeah and there's nothing worse than putting a limit order and watching the thing go away and you miss it
2: uh the worst you're right i don't use them either yeah
1: okay all right. So I, I want to ask, I want to get to the graphics card and the other thing, but I got one more processor question. So I've got an AMD and uh, my benchmark score is pretty good. Is there any noticeable difference between Intel and AMD processors? What What's your take on that?
2: And it's an excellent question. So up until 2019, we only recommended Intel, but AMD has really come through in the last three years, and they are, their their high end processors are very very powerful. And not only that, they're at a slightly better price point than Intel. So they've kind of taken some of the a lot of the high end market away from Intel, which is one of the reasons that the price of the stock just went berserk last year. Uh, AMD, while Intel actually went down. AMD uh, went crazy. Well, plus AMD's got a
1: massive graphics card market.
2: Right, exactly. Not that as big as NVIDIA. But it's also their their uh, processors. I mean, um, I would say over 50% of the machines we sell have AMD processors. Their high-end stuff is really, really good. So powerful.
1: so either way, though, they're both pretty, pretty good.
2: Yes. Yeah. Some people are just... Intel and only Intel, and I'll only ever do Intel, and that's fine. I and love Intel.
1: Sense. My aunt worked there. I have a long history for with Intel, but I have an AMD processor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you're in good shape. So Intel but makes good uh, – or AMD does make good stuff. Just make sure it has a benchmark score over 19,000. So if you're so – let's say you bought a laptop in 2015 – AMD had a lot of the low-end market for many, many years, and that's really where they focused. Just because we're saying you have an AMD processor, you're okay. That, that's not what we're saying. Okay. We're saying go to the – make sure it has that benchmark score. It has at least 19,000 horsepower or you're going to run into problems. They have thousands of thousands of low-end AMD processors out there that you'll see a benchmark score of 2,500. And you just won't have the horsepower.
1: Okay. Now, we'll switch gears here and talk about the graphics cards. Uh, How do we know what we need for a graphics card? How many monitors do we need? Uh, And uh, (laughs) is there a benchmark for graphics?
2: So there is a benchmark for graphics. But I would say in general, as long as you have an external graphics card. because the processor processors today, many of them will also handle graphics. So we were talking about processors, many of them will handle graphics as well. You want to avoid doing that. You don't want the main processor uh, handling the graphics also because then you're going to have shared resources and you don't want to do that. so as um if if you are getting ready to purchase a new computer. Or your computer's a couple years old, and you have a separate graphics card. Most likely, you're in you're in good shape. The graphics that is required for trading, the graphics cards that they've come up in power by like a factor of a hundred, way more than um, uh, processors have. So as long as you have an external graphics card, I'm sure you're in you're in good shape. And but that's also a key with laptops. Most laptops that you buy are using a shared processor. So if you're out to buy a new laptop, number one, you want that CPU or the processor to have a benchmark score of 19,000. And then you also want it to have a discrete video card. Okay. And that's a
1: big, big thing now is getting trading laptops as well. I've actually never had a trading laptop, but I know a lot of people are doing
2: Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favourite podcast app. Or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how
1: traders excel.
2: Yes, yes. But it's the same rules basically. You want a CPU over 19,000 and you want to make sure you have a separate graphics card. Okay. And as long as you do yeah. that, you'll be you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know a lot about graphics card, but I know that, you know, my son, he just I just installed one on his computer for him and the thing was massive. It was so huge. It had like three fans, it had its own had like eight or 16 megabytes of ram i don't even know if it had a processor on it it was insane
2: they have something called a gpu or a graphics processing unit for that that for trading is overkill you do not need that for trading maybe if you're if you're gaming or you're
1: if you're trading ant slash gamer which i'm
2: not (laughs) okay well you'll be fine with one of those yeah but they're they're very expensive they're like over – I bet you he paid 700 bucks or 1000 bucks for that thing, and you don't necessarily need that much power for trading. So there are some good workstation cards that you can pick up for uh, like a little over $200 that will run four 4K monitors, and they, they definitely get it done for you. Those are by NVIDIA. Those are the Quadro cards. Uh, they will get it done for you. Um, One question you mentioned is how many monitors? Yeah. So it's an interesting question because I used to be a monitor addict. And I've kind of learned as I've aged that uh, multitasking is hard. We're not really designed – our minds are not designed to multitask as much as we would like to. So I've taken it down to six. Yeah. (laughs) When was your max? (laughs) My max was eight. And then – I have a, another computer to the side that I that I do my webinars on with, with just two. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of – I have six too, but
1: I'm thinking of maybe doing like three because
2: – It's cause not I'm, a bad idea. I'm thinking
1: about – I have the six, but I'm thinking about maybe one really long one on top and then maybe three on the bottom, maybe four, trying something so, like that.
2: So here's my, my recommendation to – Uh, to people. I think four is probably the sweet spot. And if you're going to use multiple monitors, try to spread your trading program over as many of the monitors as possible. Only use one for email and other stuff. You don't want to get too distracted. If you have too many things open at the same time, and look, I'm running a business. I got Skype up. I have Slack. I have two different email accounts, I have an Excel spreadsheet, and then I have TradeStation. And once in a while, I'll open Thinkorswim as well. That's because I'm running a business also. But if you are just trading, you want to just use those monitors for, for charts and stuff. That's yeah. that's my opinion, because yeah. I, I'm a multitasker. But again, I think sometimes we get too we get too much into multitasking. It's not- I
1: think um, I've permanently done brain damage.
2: For, we all have ADD because, like, I can't focus on anything
1: anymore. Like, I used to be able to sit down and work on something. Now I'm like, okay, I'm looking here, and the next thing I'm, I'm looking at, the, like, my attention span is like ten seconds, and I just my brain is slow, and I, I don't think it's because I'm old. I think it's because these too many monitors has messed me up.
2: Yeah, and the <laughs> phone. And then if your phone's sitting there, oh, there's there's no doubt. I totally agree with you. I think we've all given ourselves brain damage from sitting in front of these machines (laughs) for too long. I think that's why I've taken the monitors down a little bit, Um, but I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't know. I'm married, and I think my wife has also picked up the ADD (laughs) uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it doesn't translate into conversations.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try to cut down. And so, so this ties into another question that's, you mentioned it a little bit, but I have a great system. We talked about it ahead of time. Uh, however, I abuse it and I will have like 20 Chrome tabs open. No, 20 browsers open. And then each one will have like 30 tabs. Then I've got like four or five trading platforms. Then I got my Zoom, just like you said. And the next thing you know, simple tasks on my PC are starting Mm. to slow down. And I'm thinking, like, I can't even get into the trading menu because it's locking up. And I'm thinking, this trading platform's junk. But really, I'm just abusing my platform. So I have to get a little – it probably – the answer for me isn't a better computer. The answers have a little more discipline on what I'm running
2: so there's a way you can monitor that if you're not familiar, and that is if you click the Start button and you type in Task Manager, and I'm on Windows 11, but this works in all the way down to XP, and you open a window called Ta- Task Manager, that um, might have a couple of different views. Do you see a, a, a tabs at the top, Processes, Performance, yes. App History? Okay. so. If you look at the columns, you see there'll be a there's a column for CPU and there's a column for memory. Okay. And yet mine, my memory right now says 14%, which is pretty if you have a ton of browsers open and tons of tabs open, that thing's gonna show like 70, 80, 90 percent the memory. So when you when you open, if I had to guess right now, the number one user at in that column, if you look under apps, the one using the biggest percentage is probably Chrome. Right now on your computer.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, and that your that's it's Chrome is a big. It can be a big hog. There's a lot of tracking going on in the background (laughs) and. You know, if you have ads coming in, it's reloading all the ads into all those all those browsers. So, you want to close as many of those as possible, especially the tabs. More tabs you have open, a tab is really just a whole another browser open. Okay. So um, that that will help you a lot. But you can monitor how much of your memory you're using, and that's probably what's slowing you down. Is you're you're getting up towards the top of the memory. Or you're using your, your CPU up too much.
1: So I just if I just watch that, downgrade it a little bit, close some stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, and you can, can it'll tell you. You'll see in Task Manager, it's if you click um, the top of those columns, it can sort by memory and it can sort by CPU usage, just like in an Excel uh, spreadsheet. If you click the top of the memory, it'll show you. Which programs are using the most memory? So you can, uh, so for me it's Chrome. Also, you can, if you shut down a couple of a couple of tabs, you'll see that number start to drop. And then see what see what happens with your computer is as you start approaching the top of the memory, like you get over eighty percent, your computer is trying to write data to the hard drive to make up new space, and that's where you start to get locked up, and that's okay. where you're going to have your problem. How much RAM do you have in there?
1: I just closed my t- how would I find that? I just closed the Taskmaster. Wait.
2: Go go is, back Taskmaster. to go back to your system information window.
1: Okay, I'm there now. I had it open still.
2: Okay. And it's like the twenty-fifth line down under time zone, it says install physical it. memory.
1: I have thirty-two.
2: That's plenty. Yeah. That's a lot. This machine I'm running has sixty-four. Okay. But I would recommend. At least thirty-two gigs of RAM. If you're, if you consider yourself a power user like you are, absolutely these days, thirty-two is what you need. But still, you can use that up pretty quickly if you have tons of browsers open. You have Zoom. You have a video feed coming in. Um, Video feeds going, anything with a video feed is going to use a lot. And then your, and then your, uh, your trading application is going to see you going to use a ton as well. Okay, so.
1: Now I want to just, we've been geeking out on a lot of nerd stuff and I'm enjoying myself. What about the non-nerd that's listened to this and they're like, oh my goodness, you're killing me. What can they do to not maybe dive into the weeds in tech, but to make sure they're still getting a good system?
2: Okay. Um, well, if you, uh, you want to go and find out your benchmark score that's one thing. If you don't want to do that, but you know you need a good computer, you can visit my website easytradingcomputers.net. Every machine on there is uh, that we offer is already optimized for you. Okay. With, uh, with at least 19,000 benchmark score and everything you need. I don't want to give a huge sales pitch here, but um okay. We, we've uh, we've optimized them for trading we offer a 5 year warranty on desktop computers and lifetime tech support all my my own team my my gang they are all us based and they only cater to traders so if you've ever tried to call like tech su- I, th- I think i think that's the biggest thing when you buy a piece of technology is what happens afterwards when you're trying right. to hook it up or yeah. you get stuck who do you call and then you just dread it cuz We've just been abused over the years. I'm
1: getting abused right now. I'm not going to go into it, but tech support
2: is killing me. (laughs) Tech support sucks. Excuse my French. But in general, tech support at almost every company is just terrible. And what we've done is I put together premium tech support that's that's included for the lifetime of the machine. And Americans – they will help you resolve any issue that you have for as long as you're using that machine.
1: Well, I think that's good because, I mean, what we talked about, not everybody wants to get into those weeds. I mean, I've been debating even building my own machine and, you know, a lot of people just don't want to do that. So this is really great for people that just want to be – they just want to make sure they get something that's going to do the job that needs to be done.
2: And if you read my guide – um if, if you, i forget if you mentioned it already.
1: Uh, Your, yeah. So you have a buyer's guide, right? So we're gonna yeah. make sure everyone that is listening will get access to the buyer's guide. It's easytradingcomputers.net net get forward slash get guide get dash guide, and we'll have right. that link in the description.
2: So if you if you do get the guide, it's a it's a very short PDF, and it does explain the technology in plain speak in layman's terms. If you want, you don't want to totally geek out, but a lot of the stuff we talked about today, I, today I've, I've detailed in there in plain speak. You call in, I have a team that will help walk you through it in layman's terms and make sure you get exactly what you want. And what I've learned over the years um, from in the 12 years we've been in business is that most traders don't Get the technology. They are overwhelmed by it, and I get it because you know every time my phone tells me you have an update, I'm, I would like dread it. I'm like,
1: oh. Well, the last I, update I got, it was like a, trying to use a whole new phone. I couldn't believe how. Many I hate that.
2: Don't you hate that? Anytime <laughs> you update a piece of software, you update your phone, and it looks totally different. I didn't
1: even I... install Windows 11 yet. I mean, I'm just, I'm terrified. <laughs>
2: It's not that bad. I I actually would recommend that you do it because yeah. Windows 11 is faster. I don't know exactly how they did that, but they they did it it will make an existing computer faster. Okay. Um and it's the look of it and the feel of it is still pretty intuitive if you're used to using Windows. It's not like when they went from seven to eight, or eight if you was went a disaster.
1: From, I skipped oh my it. God, I, just that had, was awful. I kept seven,
2: <laughs> and I kept seven. In fact, we we didn't even install eight on our computers. We were building because um, no one, everyone was so upset with it. We said, yeah. "Here, seven until ten came out." Right, and even that was a tough jump. I mean, it does have a different, little bit different look, but eleven doesn't. Um, you just want to make sure. You turn down your privacy settings. You just got to yeah. want to walk through the privacy. settings. That
1: setting. is one of the main reasons why I didn't do it. Cause they're just so invasive now.
2: Yeah. They're all, you know, look there. Everyone's listening, man. Everyone's <laughs> yes. listening. In, including the people
1: that are listening to this conversation right now. Yep. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> yeah. Privacy.
1: That's the, go live in the woods somewhere.
2: Yeah. If you're lucky. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, this is um this is some great information. I have really appreciated talking to you. Um, it's a really important part of trading that is just un it's neglected. So uh, thank you for breaking this down. For everyone that's listening, you want to make sure that you check out your benchmark, which is easytradingcomputers.net dot net forward slash cpu, or you or and also get the buyer's guide, which is easytradingcomputers.net forward slash get guide uh, to check everything out. And by the way, I was just looking at your website. One of the things I really like is you keep the benchmark score right there. That just yes. makes it so easy.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's why we call it easy trading computers. And I mean, I really thought about that name uh, when I started the company because I, I know traders are just not technology geeks. And so my job is to make sure you have what you need uh, without having to geek out because, you know, setting up a trading platform is hard enough. Right. Learning about all these different indicators is hard enough. Trading is incredibly challenging uh, skill to learn. You got a lot of other things that you need to worry about besides, if, as, you know, is my computer fast enough? or even after you get a new computer, if you get a, if you have a hiccup or you get stuck, like that, we're here to help you.
1: Excellent. Well, um, thank you for being on the show, Eddie. I really appreciate it. It was a great, great education.
2: Anytime Casey. Thank you so much for having me and, uh, be happy to geek out again anytime.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. All right, everyone. That's it for this episode. Uh, make sure you guys go and check your computer. Make sure you're up to standard because over time it will add up. You know, this is a long game. It's big picture and uh, your performance matters. It really does. If, you're, if you don't have the right equipment, you're not going to be able to get it done. So uh, that's it for this episode and we'll see everyone on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.